Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. So keep your texts coming in on that. Uh, soon we're going to have a chat to Wayne Schwoz, who is, of course, the CEO of Pucker Up. Played a lazy 282 games, decorated player, premiership player, All-Australian, three-time best and fairest. Now, obviously, a prominent advocate for mental health. It's World Mental Health Week. We'll catch up with him and the latest developments for his social enterprise. Parker Up is doing some great things and also um, he's well-versed at this time of the year as well with preliminary finals. Um, he played 14 finals. I think I've got this right, Wayne. Three prelims, you won one of them, and then you capitalised. You won the 96 flag. How you going, Schwatter? Hey, Sammy, I'm going reasonably well, um, given Melbourne and what we're living through, but um, all things considered, mate, going really well. Well, two cases today, no deaths. I mean, that's as good a set of numbers as we've had for a long time. Yeah, and and two cases in the last 24 hours. So, you know, that's encouraging. Um, I think, I don't know about you, Sammy, but it feels like we're running a marathon every week without seeing a finish line. So hopefully that's an indication that we've got some encouraging good news on Sunday coming. Good analogy, and you're like so many people, and um, it's good to have you on this week. Before we get into the reason why we've got you on, how are you holding up with all this uh, never-ending uh, period of uncertainty? <laughs> if I'm honest, um, I've had good days, Sammy, and I've had really challenging days, and I think that's consistent for a lot of people. Um, but I think, importantly, on those challenging days, I've got a really good network around me, and when I need to, I put my hand up and I reach out and I talk, and um, I enjoy the good days. Yeah, and you've got to do that, absolutely. So tell us about um, eHarmony, because you've teamed up with them through your, through your social enterprise, Parker Up, as I say. It is World Mental Health Week at the moment, but tell us about the new partnership with eHarmony. Well, one of the things, um, one of the main reasons why uh, we decided to partner with eHarmony, Sammy, was the fact that, you know, we, we've always believed, you know, for the last almost four years that having open and honest conversations are really important. But eHarmony commissioned some report earlier, the commission some research earlier this year, and the month of October is all about guy talk. And the whole purpose and premise of that is to really give men and, and boys of all ages an opportunity of being able to connect emotionally, talk about challenging issues and get the appropriate help that they need. And what underpins that is the fact that the research um, uncovered some, some findings that, that a little alarming, but more importantly, um, you know, reinforces the need to talk and encourage men to talk. And some of those stats were 62% of men understand that they can talk, but struggle too. Mm. 55% of men believe they have to, the men survey believe they have to hide their mental health issues from their partners. And, and probably the, the finding that, concerns me the most is 30% of men surveyed believe that it would need to get significantly worse before they thought about talking. What we don't want men to do is we don't want anyone to wait. If we're not, if we're not feeling like we're coping, we feel we're overwhelmed, we feel like there might be an issue that is in our life that we're, we're, we're having a challenge with, what we want people to do is to talk about it. 
and there's, there's no shame, there's no embarrassment, and nor should there be. And this is just an opportunity for us to continue to amplify our message in partnership with eHarmony and encourage more men and women to be able to talk about these issues. So do you feel, Shauna, there's still that stigma out there? I mean, it feels so strange to be saying this, but you reckon there's still that stigma out there that men sort of believe that Australian society perhaps doesn't allow them to speak openly about their feelings or their, their personal struggles? Yeah, I believe it, Sammy, because I see it. Mm. Um, and I see it on a, I see it on a regular basis. And, 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 you know, I think one of the great challenges, one of the great things about our country is that mateship is part of our DNA. But if you unpack that a bit, there's this notion of what a man or masculinity should be. And, and, and if I'm to simplify it, it means be strong, be tough, be stoic, be resilient, be hardworking, but don't be emotional. Because unfortunately for a lot of men, a lot of men and, and I'd extend this to women, but the focus is on men for this month. A lot of men are scared or in, they, they, they're fearful of what would a response be if I show vulnerability and emotions. And unfortunately, when we talk about emotions, we talk about crying. And there's this association of weakness, which is linked to crying. And that is fundamentally flawed. And sadly, that's causing a lot of stress and, and challenges for a lot of males across our communities because they're doing it tough emotionally, but they're scared to actually show that vulnerability because what will the response be? We need to reframe that. Human beings are emotional creatures, men included. And we've got to give as many men and boys the opportunity of being able to, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And then more importantly, how do I communicate it? Mm. Uh, some important findings there from eHarmony. I'm just looking over at the moment as you speak. Uh, very important. And uh, look, I see the headlines and I see the data and the survey results. That, and I speak of the effect that COVID might have had on people reaching out for help and making the calls they need to to the various bodies that, and organisations that can help them. But you're at the, you've got the the experience, the first-hand experience. How would you describe the effect that COVID has had on 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 people and their mental state? Well, there's two answers to that, Sam. One is, I, I, I have no doubt that the experience for me at a personal level would have been much harder and would have potentially had a greater impact on my mental health and well-being had I not, or if I didn't have a toolbox of strategies and techniques that I've developed over a long period of time. That's mm. number one. So I've used those strategies to get through challenging times. But number two, one of the most consistent things that I've observed, but also I get this feedback to me, is that it's the experience for a lot of people, especially here in Melbourne, has been exhaustive. It's been unrelenting. I think a lot of people are really starting to be impacted as a result of the restrictions. And look, I understand why we need to make decisions to save lives. I get that. But the real concern that I've got through the restrictions that people in Melbourne are living through is that the long-term impact on people's mental health is already starting to play out. So on one hand, we're trying to protect lives as a result of COVID, but as a result of the restrictions, it's having a profoundly negative impact on people's mental health and emotional well-being, and that's concerning because we have a we have a, a mental health system here in Victoria, which, as a result of the Royal Commission late last year, is acknowledged um, fundamentally broken, completely overwhelmed, and under-resourced. So pre-COVID, we had a system that couldn't cope with with the increased number of people that need that support. Mm. You lay you overlay COVID now. And we've got a, a number of people, a significant number of people that just aren't getting the support that they need. Yeah. And I certainly don't want to overstate its importance here, Schwatter, but footy and having it around and just having some sense of normality throughout the year, I mean, do you, do you reckon it's helped? Oh, I've got no doubt, Sam. I think that that's, that's played a really important role, even though we haven't had football here in Victoria. I think that we've had so much football 
on TV and available for, for people is a, is, a, is a small respite. But, but, but I think this is where it's really important. We can't do anything beyond the 5K radius. I actually, I think that the Premier and the Premier's office have started to change their narrative. We need to give people an opportunity to reconnect us socially um, within reason um, and, and to have some of their liberties back because the well-being of people is being dramatically impacted by the current restrictions. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, geez, it's it, and it, it's great that it is on and I certainly don't want to overstate it as being the, you know, the panacea for, for everyone's problems. It, it certainly isn't that, but it's been great that it has been on and, and a medal is needs to be handed out to those that have made it all possible. Um, this time of year, you've played in how many of these? 14 finals, three prelims. When, when the word preliminary, words preliminary final get mentioned, what, what is the first thought that comes to mind? Uh, you're one game away from the grand final. <laughs> that should be exciting. But you're also sitting there trying to grapple with the fact that if we don't win, we don't make a grand final. I, I, I actually um, I love prelim final weekend, Sammy, because it's, I think it's the people's final weekend. Generally, what happens once you get to the grand final becomes um, a very big corporate event. As a player, I love prelim finals because you understand that if you play well and you you win that particular game, you've earned the right to go into a grand final. That brings new challenges. But I I just think it's a fantastic weekend. I think we've got the four best teams. um, And uh, I, like a lot of people, am looking forward to uh, tonight's game and tomorrow's game. Okay. well, we've got the four best teams. Put your footy hat on then. Uh, who are the two best teams? Um, who are the two best teams? Who's playing I'm in the grand answer, final? I, I, as much as I want to um, see Port Adelaide win at home, I just think it's hard to go past, too hard to go past Richmond. They play finals footy. They have done for the last three or four years. They've been there before. They understand the pressure that comes with it. So I think Richmond will beat Port Adelaide. And uh, I must admit, Geelong surprised me last week. Um, they played an incredible brand of footy. But I actually want to see, this is my heart speaking here, I actually want to see the Brisbane Lions go through to the grand final. Wouldn't it be amazing to have Brisbane hosting a grand final in Brisbane and potentially take out a Premiership Cup? Yeah, you've always been a romantic. What is it, the Chris Fagan, <laughs> the love for Chris Fagan uh, for oh, you or just the whole story? Well, I think it's a great story. I mean, Brisbane, Brisbane, with all due respect, they couldn't retain... The young players. Yeah. Players were leaving that club. Um, you know, that they're, they're at rock bottom. The club went and got a guy that had been in the system for a long time, Chris Fagan, a great teacher. They went and got Greg Swan. They got the back house right or the front of house right. They clearly sold a vision to the players. The players have bought in. They're retaining their young group, uh, impressive players. They've complemented that with other mature players like Lockie Neal. And I just think it's a great story. This is another example for other clubs that are struggling. One of my old clubs, including North Melbourne. Get the key decisions right with good people. Recruit in well, and you give yourself an opportunity of turning things around really quickly, which Brisbane have done. Yeah, and Port Adelaide got... Well, there's great storylines everywhere, isn't there? Ken Inkley was basically sacked this time uh, last year. There's no yep. hope to go on, and now he's coach of the year. So great storylines everywhere. Schwatter, as you know, we get texts in real time here. Wayne deserves a medal for his efforts putting mental health in the spotlight. Many years ago, I pick up the phone regularly now to reach out to people. Cheers, that's from Steve. And this one from Mike, Mark in Diamond Creek. How good listening to Wayne. Brilliant. Thank you, Schwatter. Thank you, SEN. And thank you so much for joining us again, Wayne. Magnificent, mate. Uh, my pleasure, Sammy. And just before we go, if people want to learn about conversational tools or the things that they can do to look after their well-being, jump onto the Pucker Up podcast. 
We've launched it in partnership with AIA Vitality. Every episode is a strategy or technique that can help you on your wellbeing journey. You're a star, Sammy. Thank you. Good on you. Wayne Schwartz there, magnificent. And Pucker Up uh, is exactly the place to go. He's the CEO of Pucker Up, of course, on the podcast, doing some great things as well. Wayne Schwartz there. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.